And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Here's a question. Did you know an all bond portfolio can earn up to 6.88% yield? As interest rates plateau and eventually begin to drop, Betterment is offering the BlackRock Target Income Portfolio, a 100% bond portfolio that can be a smart alternative to cash. Here's a couple more reasons why you may want to consider BlackRock Target Income Portfolio. First, it has four different yield targets to choose from based on your preferred level of risk. Second, it's built by BlackRock, one of the world's leading asset managers. And third, while it's still an investing product, it's generally less risky than stocks alone. But did you really hear anything after up to 6.88% yield? Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Learn more at betterment.com slash bonds. As of 4.1924 for the aggressive target income portfolio, blended 30-day SEC yield is the weighted average of 30-day SEC yields standardized calculation for each ETF in the portfolio, net of fees 0.25%. Yield is not performance. Investment returns may vary. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Betterment, not BlackRock, is responsible for its advisory relationships with clients. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, January 4th. Yep, we're deep into 2023. All right, a few days in. Let's not go crazy. This is the program where I, Jill Schlesinger, CBS News, business analyst, certified financial planner, I either can crush your dreams or make them come true. Mm, Often it's usually somewhere in between. If you've got a financial issue that has bubbled up over the new year, if you've got some idea around a financial resolution. If you need some help just sort of making better financial decisions, we would love to hear from you. That is easy to do. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and don't forget to check off that little box that says you'd be willing to come on the air. Today, we are joined by Kay and Eric. They are in, I'm going to just even mask it even more because they were making a joke about that they live in a small place. They're in the mid-Atlantic. How about that? They are somewhere between Florida and Maine. There you go. So <laughs> tell us what's going on. How can we help you out? So thank you so much for launching our New Year's resolution for the next phase of uh, what we're calling the fine phase. Nice. So uh, a little bit of background. Uh, Eric and I turned 54 this year. Um, we're both uh, professionals, a uh, high-stress job. And I'm actually committed to the concept of fine. Uh, There's some other things I'd like to do with my life experience and talent. And as we start looking at that transition, our uh, final kid will be in college. Um, We wanted to do a check because we don't want to do something dumb. 
Mm-hmm. And we have been really boring, you know, tell, you tell us to save, you know, 30% of our net income and dollar cost average and put it in an index fund. Well, that's what we've done. And so now we want to kind of give you the snapshot and what do we measure now going forward that we're transitioning? Okay. That's, that's fantastic. So tell us about your income level. So you said you're both in a high stress job. So let's start with UK. How much do you earn? About 225. Wow. All right. And um, are you maxing out your retirement contribution? Yes. And are you doing the catch up also? So the extra money because you're over the age of 50? Yes. All right. Fantastic. How much money is in your retirement account? So the 401ks total uh, mm-hmm. for Eric and myself, about $2.5 million. Whoa. That's going far in the middle of the Atlantic coast. All right. And Eric is also maxing out his retirement, presumably. How much does Eric make? 175 Is there other money besides the retirement assets that you've socked away? Yeah. So we have about $2.1 million in a brokerage account. Mark is laughing. Do you hear him giggling? Okay. This is awesome. Knowing where they live, they must live like royalty. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. We live, we live well beneath our means. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Obviously. that kind of place and we're very, we're very blessed that way. Also, we follow directions really well. We really have been saving and dollar cost averaging. And because we listen to your show, Jill, we've been socking away cash. So we have about 230000 in cash. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, you mentioned some kids. So how old are they and where are they? So they are um, 17, almost 18, and 19. So I have a sophomore in college and a high school senior. Okay. And the sophomore in college, have you saved money for college or is it? are you paying through cash flow? No. So we saved it. We've got about 200 for each kid saved. Whoa. Is that going to be more than you need? Are they going to, well, is sophomore in state school? Yeah, she's in state school and uh, probably looking at grad school. And the younger one has aspirations of becoming an orthodontist. So wait a minute. Stop right there. Who has a child who wants to be an orthodontist? You must have had an amazing orthodonture experience if your kid wants to be one. I had a horrible one. So I I have to tell you, because that kid has had one of everything wrong with her teeth starting from the day she was born. Her philosophy is I can guide anyone through it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, okay. Curious, what was your horrible orthodontic experience? Oh, please. I had, First of all, I sucked my thumb till I was very, like, too old. My teeth were buck, and they had those metal, horrible braces on me. I'm old, you know. I'm older than you guys a little bit. But, like, it was awful, painful fights with my parents about, like, put your night brace on, put your retainer in. And it was just, like, it was a point of contention. It's hysterical that I'm actually on uh, in a profession where people care about your teeth. Um, And by the way, I also got like, and I have a dental phobia because I also went to a dentist. I found this out recently that there's like a slew of dentists of a certain age in the New York metropolitan area that did quote unquote, not believe in Novocaine. So I had all of my early fillings were done without Novocaine. Okay. So I am like completely fearful of anything around my mouth and teeth. So when I go to the dentist now and I'm getting just like a cleaning, I'm like, I need something. I need a topical. Like I get very nervous. I should probably take like Ativan because I have like an anxiety attack every time I go to the dentist. Okay. Let's forget about me. So, all right, let's talk about the game plan and the timing of the game plan. So Kay, when you say you're committed to financial independence, next endeavor, when do we want this to happen? 
So I'm giving myself the next like 11 to 12 months to really start focusing on what my next uh, position would look like. Also, because again, we don't want to make dumb mistakes going forward if we're not saving as much or if we need to be diffusing the tax time bomb or all these things that we hear about that we know we need to do, but we don't really know the steps to address Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I need to take a lot of varied experience, um, start focusing a search, a location, and just to throw a little bit of a wrinkle, um, there is a possibility we would want to geographically relocate, uh, maybe not necessarily retire where we are right now. Okay. Maybe a slightly larger area, um, not big, but it would, because we do live in a low cost area, we would be assuming a cost, even though we, we paid, the house is paid for. How much is it worth? Probably about two thirty. Are there pensions with these jobs? Yes. Yes. Ah, oh, brilliant. Okay, tell us about the pensions. So I have a residual government pension from a previous job um, that's probably going to be around twenty one hundred dollars a month. And Eric is going to have two pensions. Um, he's going to have a state pension and a federal pension. And his state pension right now is probably going to be about fifteen hundred dollars a month. And you can explain your federal pension. It, it, it depends on the years of service. But uh, if, if I left at age 57, it would be about $1,500 a month. If I make it to age 60, uh, it boosts all the way up to $3,000 a month. Wow, that's a big difference. Let's see if you, you may not even need to. Okay, so today, under where we are today, living where you live, what do you think your expenses are? So we spend about $10,000 a month. Okay. On everything. Okay. And if you move to a different area, maybe that would be 12000 a month? What do you think? So we're actually grappling with that because right now a lot of what we spend a month is related to travel, sports, and stuff to do with the kids that we wouldn't necessarily pay for. Mm-hmm. And we're assuming that we're going to continue to spend the same because it'll be like dating with money this time. So we're we're kind of stuck at the 10,000 and what we thought we might do is have like that oh crap fund like if something came across you had to replace the refrigerator or mm-hmm. something like that uh, to kind of even it out until we really understand how much it does cost us to live. And Kay, when you said your pension of $2100 a month, when when would that crank in? What at what timing is this? 62. 62. Okay. And Eric's state pension, was that also a 60 or 62 or is that a now? It's a 62. Eric, what is your ideal when you think about it? Like, is it 60? What, what's your, really, like in your heart, pretend she's not sitting there next to you. <laughs> uh, in, in, my, in my heart, I, I can go as soon as three years and 10 months, but it's very punitive. And mm-hmm. I don't like the idea that if I leave early that they permanently reduce your pension. Then mm-hmm. um, I would be first eligible in 20 years. So to answer your specific question, I like running the the numbers at making it to age 57 when I would be eligible for a somewhat reduced pension. That's the first number we gave you. So in my okay. heart, I probably will go to 60 just because I can't stand to leave that much money on the table. Me too. That and I and I of course don't have to do your work, but I felt the same way when you gave me the 1500 to 3000. I was and Mark I'm sure was feeling that way. Now, the other thing is though, I mean, if it's 60, then you're kind of stuck where you are for six more years. Kay, are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Like as long as you're doing your thing, like you do your you you do you, Eric. I'm going to go find myself in my fine environment, right? She's worked harder than me. She out earns me for uh, the, the vast bulk of her career, so I defer to her. 
Okay. So let's pretend, let's just do this like how we can try to do it. Let's say you're going to work for another year. Okay. So now, Kay, you're 55 and you're done working at this current job. Whatever you do next, you know, are you going to go on a Buddhist retreat for five years or do you think you'll make some money? Those are the only choices you have. No, I'll make some money. <laughs> what, in, I mean, what's the least amount of money you could imagine making from say 55 to 60? Like how much a year would you say like, oh, this is like a slam dunk. I can make blank a year. 75. What if I even say 60? I'm just going to say 60 for the hell of it. That I don't want any pressure on you. Now, Eric's still making his 175, right? From 55 to 60. Yeah, um, right. You can cover your needs. You can get your kids through school. You're like done, right? So essentially what we're saying from 55 to 60, you got plenty of money. You can float your needs. You can keep stockpiling some money. There's no debt to pay down. But the pressure's off you, Kay, at this point, and you can do what you want. And it's everything is fine. And you don't even have to worry about putting money into a broke into uh, the retirement account. I mean, the two and a half million bucks that you guys have socked away, I presume it's pre-tax, right? Yeah, we only have 350 in a Roth. So the rest of it's pre-tax. Okay. So then Mark, let's work this through. Is a conversion worth it? Or should we just start pulling money out of these accounts to live on from age, say 60 to 70? That's what I would do. Yeah, they got about, you know, they're going to, well, who knows, it may even go higher, but they're going to have a lot of years to pull money out and reduce those RMDs. Yeah. So what we're talking, like there is a, there is a case to be made that you should convert. Okay. It's just that it soaks up the money that's in that brokerage account. We got to spend your money down. I don't know if you're going to feel great about that. I don't feel so great about that because I don't know where you're really going to land. So that would then mean, you know, of the 2 million or so, more than $2 million that's pre-tax. I think what I would suggest is that in a year, UK, whatever you make, you're not putting any more money into retirement. I'm not even so sure. Should Eric put money into a pre-tax retirement account, Mark? Pre-tax? No. I don't think so either. I think we got to get, we have to stop with your pre-tax stuff. I think that what happens is that for the years of 55 to 60, you guys keep, this is, again, we don't know what's happening tax law rise, but let's pretend everything is the same. Live as you live from 55 to 60 with no pressure on putting money into your retirement accounts. I would instead pay the, whatever taxes do and pop it in the brokerage account. Or if you wanted to, if you wanted to put some money away, put it in the Roth, okay? And just make that Roth. Now, from age 60 to 62, right? Because we haven't started receiving any pensions. Or actually, I should say that your your Eric's pension starts at 60. So then we have three grand a month from 60 to 62. And then you fund the difference by pulling money out of your retirement accounts to live on and pay the tax along the way. This is going to be so hard for you guys. I'll tell you why, because you're the types of people that know how to put money in. You don't know how to take money out. This is true. <laughs> Right. We're going to have to set it up so that let's just pretend it's like the beginning of your 60th year. Right. You're, you're 59, 60 years old. You look at your retirement accounts, your pre-tax accounts, and we know that you need, let's say you need seven grand net out of that in addition to your $3,000 a month from Eric's pension. OK, so we're going to probably need to have you take about, let's call it 120 grand in your retirement accounts and put it in cash. And you're going to 
set something up at the beginning of the year and you're going to say 10 grand a month is coming out of this account and going into our checking accounts. You're going to make it an automatic transfer and you're going to treat it like it's income to you, like you pretend you're going to say, oh, I'm just paying myself. This is great. You're going to turn your retirement account into an annuity. If I have to rely on you to just pull the money out when you need it, you won't spend the money. And that's not good. That's not the whole point of this. The point is that you have built this huge cash account. It's sitting in the ATM. And all we're doing is automatically making sure it comes to you so you can spend it and have money and have fun. You'll have three grand a month that's taxable. You'll take 10 grand from the retirement account a month. You make sure that money is in cash. You probably want two years. You're probably going to need at the beginning of your year that you turn 60, you are going to need uh, to have like probably 250 grand in cash. You want two years in cash so you have it or maybe a year. It's really up to you. I just need to make sure you take that money out. And every year you are going to make sure you pull money out of this account and the, the amount will change when you're 62 and those two other pensions come into play and you're going to reduce that amount. But basically between age 60 and 70, you're going to use the money that's in the pre-tax account to live on. You're going to pay the tax that's due and that's it. And you're going to claim your social security when you're 70 and we leave the option to come back and have you guys come back on the air if something changes, like tax brackets change or your plans change. Anything that changes, we're we're here for you. But this is so perfect, you can do this. There is nothing here that scares me about where you are. What scares you guys? Actually, I feel so much better just listening to you lay out the process because I can I can follow the directions. Uh-huh. That makes me feel a lot better. And now we have a plan. And I, I feel like a, a weight has lifted. Thank you. <gasps> Mark, I'm a dream maker today. Eric, what scares you? Uh, it, it's it's great to talk to you. I did want to ask one one slight detailed question. Uh, you said no longer contribute to the uh, retirement accounts. We'd still like to get the company match and not. Uh, yes, of course. Table. Absolutely. Now, um, a few other odds and ends. Okay. Number one. Do you guys have your estate documents in place? Because I know you're two lawyers, which probably means no. No, we do, actually. All right, good. Excellent. And do you have any old life insurance policies floating around? No. Okay. We, we have term life. Good. And do you have any other kind of outstanding financial stuff, anything that's floating around that you feel like we should take a look at for you right now? No, we're, we're, we're very blessed to be debt-free. I feel good about this. Mark, am I missing anything? No, what a story. My goodness. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I honestly feel like you are the the dream for for people on our program because I don't know, I sort of feel like in many cases, you, you guys make a lot of money and you are in a low cost area. So that's true. But you've diligently socked it away. You don't live in a $2 million house, which is helpful, Right. I feel like there's going to be a real option for you to do something exciting in this next move. Kay, let us know what you decide to do next. This is very exciting for us and we're excited for you. So congratulations. You really have bought yourself a lot of opportunity. So well done. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Uh, by the way, Mark, these guys could have been in the book. Uh, this could have They could have been characters in the book and you just have a few weeks to pre-order the book. It's The Great Money Reset. Change your work, change your wealth change your life. Basically, it's Kay and Eric's manual uh, that I adopted. And I'm going to show you how to do what they do and make big changes because you do not want your job to own you. 
You are the mister and master and mistress of your domain. You can make these changes if you plan. You know, the whole point here, Kay and Eric were able to make these decisions and are able to be in this position because they did the hard work. They lived within their means. They got it going. So kudos to them. And if you want to join in, then pre-order the new book, The Great Money Reset. Also, while you're on the website, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And don't forget, because we like to remind you every single day and every single month and every year, do something nice for someone else today. It will make you feel better. It will make that person feel better. Hey, we got a new mantra here in 2023. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.